if someone is skeptical, I would say just like get a few seats, give them to some people, just see where you go in six months and just start there. And like, and you're probably going to be happy if you give them to like people that, you know, the, the right people that are going to utilize them. You need to make sure that they understand like that you're paying for this and that they're utilizing. I, that's the other thing I realized initially. I just like tossed them at people that didn't work out well. But whenever I actually got people to buy in was like, hey, we have this program. We're investing in it. Would you like to be a part of this? They bought in. Hi, I'm Neil Spinya, and you're listening to the B2B Leadership Podcast, a show dedicated to demystifying leadership development one conversation at a time. Each week, I sit down with leaders in the B2B space to discuss their journey and what they've learned along the way. This podcast is brought to you by the B2B Leaders Academy. The cost of not consistently developing your leadership skills is enormous. And the B2B Leaders Academy features monthly leadership training and live coaching. Being a great leader isn't hard. You just need a guide and the right set of tools. So head on over to B2BLeadersAcademy.com to join and become the leader you have always wanted to be. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the B2B Leadership Podcast. My name is Nils Vinya, and today my guest is Jake Jorgevin. Jake, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on here, Nils. I'm super excited to have you on, Jake. We've been friends for, gosh, since 2014 or 2015, long time. You're a serial entrepreneur, have founded many, many businesses, the latest of which in the last several years is Content Allies. And would you just give us a brief overview of what Content Allies is and who you serve. Yeah, so we are a B2B podcast production agency. We've grown a lot. And so now we're working with clients. We produce podcasts for Meta, for Alibaba, for Siemens Energy, for Gusto, General Dynamics. We've got a ton of really large enterprise clients and we've grown really quickly, but we also serve a lot of mid-market startups and other smaller B2B businesses as well. So Wow, that's awesome. And I should note that Content Allies is the production agency for the B2B Leadership Podcast. And you guys have done a fantastic job and make my job as the host really easy. (laughs) I record and you take care of so many other pieces of the puzzle. And I'm no surprise that you're doing as well as you are helping these big brands and B2B businesses build incredible thought leadership, build relationships across their industry, and just drive ultimately drive their revenue and their marketing channels. So there's phenomenal results. So thanks. All right. So we're talking all about leadership today because that's what we talk about on this podcast. And we're talking, going to talk specifically about the B2B Leaders Academy because you've had some firsthand experience of some of the leaders in your organization participating in the B2B Leaders Academy. And we're going to get to what kind of results they've achieved. But first, as the you know founder and CEO of a fast-growing company, what was the big problem that you were looking needed to solve when it came to leadership as you were growing? For context, we've grown quite quickly. Two years ago, we were doing $200,000 a year. This year, we'll finish out around $2 million. Next year, we'll probably be three to $4 million. Wow. And so it's just been like rapid, really fast growth. And with that, it was like, I feel like just out of nowhere, we just hit the mark where it was like, oh, we need managers. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> like, yeah, that just like that just like happened really fast. What was that where we need management? Like what were some of the things that you saw that was like, oh, we got to hit a new stage? Rapidly hiring a ton of people. 
putting like, and so you, then you, when you start to suddenly, when you start having like three, four people doing the same role, mm-hmm. and, like that role gets replicated. And then suddenly like you have kind of what we basically, the point where we hit it was where we had our, you know, our first production manager. This was kind of like our first management role, our first production manager. She was great. We had hired a second one. We hired a third one. And then soon we were like, oh, wait, you're managing these people or you're kind of halfway managing them, mm-hmm. but you're also trying to do a job. And then we were like, okay, we need to get work off of your plate, move you to a place where you're just supporting and ensuring other people are successful. So that was like the first big shift. And now that's kind of replicated across our guest scheduling department, across like the publishing team and stuff like that. It's like the, the all-star it kind of half manages, half does the work. And then you're like, yeah. oh gosh, we got to like, we can't do this because then there starts to be just issues. That that was kind of the, the creation of the management team for us when we hit that. Okay. So, I mean, that role, what you described there sounds like the player coach role, right? You're, mm-hmm. you're half, you got one foot in and you got one foot out. And that is one of the most difficult places to be because you're not in one side or the other. So you can't really do either side exceptionally well. You have to do both sides half as good as you would as if you were focused entirely, just purely from a time and energy perspective. So you get into this point, the team is growing, you know you need a leadership layer in order to continue to support your growth. And so some thoughts come into your mind with regards to, well, we need some way to enable these people from a leadership development perspective. What happened at that point when those thoughts started crossing your mind and you started looking at potential solutions to help you solve this problem? Yeah. So, I mean, at first I was just doing this through one-on-ones, which is like kind of what I was doing, but like what I kind of realized pretty quickly was first of all, like that's very time intensive for me doing that. And it's kind of like the, you don't realize what these people don't know about managing. (laughs) And so I'm like, I started like giving people the one minute manager as a book. I'm like, that's a simple thing. That was around the time we started producing your show. And basically we've been friends for years and was just like, Hey, like, well, like I know you were like, there's, we're just looking at like budgets and I was like, Hey, what if we just like, we buy four seats and as part of like a trade to just have value and whatnot over this podcast. And so just kind of bought four seats and gave them to kind of who I thought were the, the up and coming players essentially. And I'll admit I was skeptical at first and I was kind of just like, ah, it's a trade. Like it's fine. I like Mills and I mean, it can't hurt. And then all of those people got promoted. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> uh, so like it, that, and then, like so down the down the line, I'm like, okay, there's something happening here. Right. Uh, so that was kind of like the genesis of how it got started. Awesome. Okay, so let's let's wind that back just a little bit, and I want to drill in on the skeptical piece. What caused you to be skeptical? B2B Leaders Academy is a leadership development program for frontline leaders inside B2B businesses, of which you fit that mold. So what was really behind the skeptical piece, experiences you've had before, just kind of uncertain about what was in the program, how it worked? Curious for you to expand on that. We work with really large enterprises today, but three or four years ago, I used to work a lot in the small business coach consultant realm. And like, there is a lot of garbage out there. Yeah, there uh, is. And like, <laughs> and like anybody that will call themselves a leadership coach. And I've just seen some like really awful stuff out there. And yeah. so that was kind of like, I just had this kind of almost like bias toward like this leadership development stuff. But it was, which I think was kind of like had some level of skepticism, but like, I think that that started to be alleviated when like I, we did the trade and I started working with people and realizing like, wow, like you can be really great at your role. You can know what you're doing well, but that doesn't mean you know how to manage people. It doesn't mean you know how to hold a one-on-one or it doesn't mean you know how to like 
build a system to like check people's work or how to adequately communicate to them for improvement and not upset them. Like there's all these like other soft skills surrounding it with these positions that I realized people like were just coming to me for bare basics. And I'm like, I learned this stuff like 10 years ago as like a CEO, but like, and I'm now trying to impart this on you and it's just a lot for me. So that was kind of like the, yeah, the journey there. I think, well, two things there. One, there is an awful lot of stuff out there in the market when it comes to leadership coaching. Lots of people will claim they are a leadership coach or call themselves. There's no real rhyme or reason as to why one can say they are or they are not. It's fundamentally Mm. different, right? There are components, which we'll get into in a little bit, as to how and why a program is more successful than some other path. Totally agree. And there's, I've seen a lot out there myself. And sometimes it's a little bit challenging. I've been a leadership coach for over 10 years and have seen the evolution and just the sheer volume of coaches in the marketplace mm-hmm. and how they all operate is largely very similar. And I operated in this way for a long time until I created the B2B Leaders Academy, which is fundamentally takes a different approach to the same concept of developing leaders, but in a much, much different and un- more unique way. So The skeptical piece was there, right? And you were like, well, okay, I've seen a lot of fluff in the leadership coaching market. I'm willing to give this a try. But the other thing you noted there was the element of, I don't really have time for this. And could you share a little bit more about not having time and how important it was for you to get this done, but you didn't have the time to build and run a program or do one-on-ones or help everybody through the growth and development that you ultimately, I'm sure, would want to. I mean, at the moment, I still have 11 direct reports. It's too much. It's exhausting. I'm trying to build the team. But that's where I'm at today. And like most of the people that are in this program, a lot of them, it was interesting because like I gave it to some of my direct reports, but I also gave it to kind of just like the other A players on the team. And they ended up getting promoted. So one of the people that was in the program, she's actually going to be transitioning out of the company. It's kind of just like a whole personal situation thing. But we now have Ezra, who has been in the program for quite a long time, who she was like an all-star and we just gave it to her. And then now she's like stepping into management and like she like accelerated really fast. She is not actually the oldest or longest standing team member in that role. She just came in. We thought she was solid. We gave her this program and now she's like, she even shows she's like, oh, I would, like this was so helpful. Like now, like he just did a module on one on ones, and like now I'm starting to like have to do one on ones with team members. We gave it to like Mutale and the guest scheduling team. He literally may take over that whole department. Like he's just like <laughs> we just like it's just it's been a consistent thing. And then like our producers, like we gave it to some of our producers, and like and it just levels up. And like the number of times that I'll like hop on a one on one with them, and they're like, oh, I was on Nils's thing today. And like this, what we covered, and it was just like really relevant, like time management and stuff. It's like, it's like things like that. It's like the number of times I have to go through that in my one on ones on like, don't sit in front of your email all day. Like, it's like things like that, mm-hmm. that like, but as soon as you teach someone that they're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Right. But like, as a CEO, like until someone like you're working closely with someone, like you don't think to even teach them these things. Right. And there's a lot of those things which some people will say, oh, yeah, that's common sense. Even in the material in the program, in the B2B Leaders Academy, it's telling me that's common sense. And I'm like, ask the simple question. So how do you implement this on a daily basis? And they'll say, I don't. I'm like, great, start there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the fun thing about common sense or the best thing is that it's not so common. Yeah, and yeah. it's about consistent, deliberate execution from a strategy perspective of saying, here's an area that I can focus on from a leadership development perspective. 
here's material that will take me through step-by-step exactly what to do. And here's a community and a coach who will support me in getting this done. Mm-hmm. Right. And that is the difference. And when Andrea came on board, she dug in and, and just went to town on every element and just followed the process. Right. And mm-hmm. when you follow the process, you get results. And she has exceptionally well. And she went from that individual contributor role to a manager role and now going to take over her manager's role in the next year. Yeah. Right. And that's just phenomenal results. So what does it mean to you as the leader of this group, seeing these people rise up in a way where you didn't necessarily have to be the one who was holding their hand one-on-one the whole time. You had this almost turnkey solution where they got, I developed help to develop your leaders, but you got the, all the results. In some of the cases, it's removed me having to do one-on-ones with some of them, mm. which is really cool to be able to see people develop and not have to do the one-on-ones myself with them. That's been one valuable thing. And then I think the other thing is that even the ones I still do one-on-ones with, it's kind of shifted it. So like Amy, I look at and like, she's just come and she's like, oh, I'm doing all this new time management stuff, changing how I structure my days and things along those lines. And these are things that she's kind of got from your program. Then it's like, okay, so let's talk about like, you've got that down. Like, let's talk about like the work and the other things. So it lets me kind of go deeper Mm. on kind of like other things that are like more specific there to the work that we're doing, as opposed to spending it just being like trying to explain like how to manage a day properly yeah. um, and like okay. be more productive and efficient. And so I think that's a big part is it's elevated my conversations or removed them in some cases. That's wonderful. And elevating conversations, if you're going to spend the valuable time that you have together on a weekly or biweekly basis, like it better be the best use of time possible. It's just so incredibly important. I think it gets overlooked sometimes because a lot of times leaders like yourself feel like the need and the burden that they have to be the one to do it all. Mm -hmm. You have to set the strategy. You have to coach everybody. You have to give them the tools. You have to do It's always too much. Just Mm -hmm. like you were saying, right? There are solutions out there like the B2B Leaders Academy that can take a large part of the leadership development piece off your hands so that when you do meet with your employees, just like you're describing, it's a far more valuable and strategic use of time rather than trying to cover things on an ad hoc or one-off basis. Yeah, yeah, indeed. So looking back at the where you were skeptical before, and then you put a group of people some who were in a leadership position already, somewhere who are potentially going to be in a leadership position into the B2B Leaders Academy. You've seen the results. You've saved time for yourself as well as for them. And they've elevated in their roles and all that good stuff. How do you feel about the skeptical nature of what you felt before now? It's one of the things where I look at it now and it's just like, I'm, I mean, we're like beyond the initial trade we did, we're adding more seats and yeah. we're probably continuing to add more seats. Yeah. It's just something where I'm just like seeing it. There's some bias of level of like, hey, we are putting some of our better people into here. They're probably the ones that would be promoted. But at the same time, all those other points I mentioned and just like how much it's helping them and, and supporting them too is is a really long way. And, and it's just like, and the question is just like, how would we be running without this? <laughs> you know, like it, it's like, it's kind of a thing. It was like, it's been very hard growth. There's been some dark ages that we've called where things just like, <laughs> definitely broke as we've grown really quickly. We're at a spot right now where we're not in those. And I'm just like, gosh, like, even when I look at like Ezra, like Army, like who was the previous head of production, it was a decently short notice. We had about a month notice on her transitioning out. And I was just like, oh gosh, this is going to, and she's like, okay, so wait, wait, you got that notice from Army. 
thankfully there was a month there. That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. But drill into the feeling because we've all as leaders been there when you get that notice from a key player on the team that they're going to pursue some other thing or going to leave the organization. Tell me what that feeling was like when you got that, because I'm sure there was a tidal wave of things behind it that you knew had to get done. Yeah, definitely a lot of fear. So basically, like our historically, the Dark Ages were tied to times that Army or Head of Production had taken off. Mm. What was always worse was it never was like when she took off, there would be like a lagging effect of like two to three weeks. And when all the stuff like is in production and they're like, oh God, what, what this episode hasn't been produced for a month. Like what the heck? Like, and so like, there's always this like lagging fear. And so we had about a month and for army was one that was in the program. Ezra was the one in the program. I was like, Ezra will be great. Step into this. So Ezra steps in, they have like 30 days to just like get her up to speed. Mm-hmm. And then like she takes over and we're now like two months past that date that Ezra took over. And I'm like, I was just like braced for like the lagging effect. And I was like, it hasn't come. Like, this is good. Like, <laughs> things are, are no and like, we've got all the dashboards and like, they, they yeah. like, guys are actually like even improved on the dashboards more. And it's just like, we have all like the metrics for every client. That's like green, green, green. Oh, this one's like yellow. Okay, cool. We know that we can look at it. And like, it's just, it's super cool. It was a scary and then like it worked out. So that was like, Another point of why I'm doing this now is because I'm just like seeing the power. <laughs> exactly. That's awesome. And as a CEO, look, seeing that no lagging effect of somebody departing, having systems in place to run that are even being mm-hmm. improved upon. How does it make you feel now in relation to like what these leaders have been able to accomplish? That's ah, great. Six months ago, I was stressed that basically like my team was just dropping the ball. We didn't have managers, we didn't have people overseeing it and just like things were being dropped. And it was just like, basically like for like six months ago with like with the dark ages, was just like clients like emailing me being like, Hey, what's going on with this? And like all pissed off. And like, and I'm like, Oh, now it's like, now we have all this like management systems in place. We have the managers there, like the structures are built around it. The team's like, Hey, yellow light here or red flag. We're seeing Mm. something and they're ahead of it. And it's like, okay, so like a thing still occurs, but we're ahead of it before the client. And then we can remedy that today I'm stressed because we're growing and I have all these new clients that I'm involved with and serving, but I'm not stressed because like, I don't have a fear that my team's going to drop the ball. <laughs> like, that's that's like so, so alleviating. Well, I mean, that story is perfect for whether you're a CEO or just a leader of a team or a director, a VP, doesn't matter, right? It's the same principle going across the board here that you're talking about is mm-hmm. there are stressors related to performance and responsibilities and accountability and all that. And you were even getting brought into some of those escalations or when things weren't happening, mm-hmm. your time, valuable CEO time was being taken away. Oh, and we churned customers. And you churned that. customers. <laughs> so like you there know? was there was a significant financial impact of that. When the dark ages hit, you're saying that the production level, things had changed and customers left as a result of their experience. Yes. Yeah. There was a direct customers churning because we failed to have enough people in there leading and managing and, and whatnot. And wow. yeah, part of it was leveling up the people. Part of it was also building the management systems and then refining those management systems. And that's what's cool is like, I kind of helped start guide what those management systems should be to oversee a department, but like they're just running them now and they're improving them. And like one day I just showed up and the whole spreadsheet's like cleaner and more organized and color coded. And I'm like, oh, this is glorious. That's amazing. <laughs> like, so so yeah, you, were, yeah. you were able to be in a position where you could start these initiatives like that in a system. And now the team is at a level of confidence, a level of skill 
to take that start and just mm-hmm. grow it beyond what you probably even could have imagined. Is that right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Like their spreadsheets are and their dashboards are cleaner and better than I would have seen. And like they built the systems for updating them. They, they check on them on a weekly basis. It's like I kind of planted the seed and they've just grown with it and run with it. And like, and I just don't have to worry about it. And like our wow. calls, it's just, yeah, it's more or less just personnel discussions of moving people around or this person is working or is not working or there's these, this person's over like th- those are the kind of discussions we're having. We're not having like the everything's on fire kind of discussions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which are, again, back to much more strategic and valuable use of time as opposed to trying to put out fires, which mm-hmm. we all know is, is a challenge. We'll get back to the interview in just a minute. This episode is brought to you by the B2B Leaders Academy. The cost of not consistently developing your leadership skills is enormous. The B2B Leaders Academy features monthly leadership training and live coaching. Being a great leader isn't hard. You just need a guide and the right set of tools. Head on over to b2bleadersacademy.com to join and become the leader you've always wanted to be. Now let's get back to the interview. Customers were leaving. Big churn happening. Big like, uh uh-oh. Things are going sideways. You Mm -hmm. enroll four people at the beginning in the B2B Leaders Academy. They begin to build leadership skills. They begin to take a different approach to their roles, their different level of confidence to their work. They begin to take more ownership in the things that you're doing. And now they've taken your starting systems and expanded upon them greatly to the point where they're running and almost just informing you of what's going on as opposed to waiting for you to give the direction or waiting for you Mm -hmm. to provide all the background. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's wonderful. Jake, that's huge. So I did want to chat about, uh, share, go a little bit more detail into Ezra's story. So Ezra's one of just a fantastic member of the B2B Leaders Academy community in that she always shows up and participates. And it's usually at a very inopportune time of her day because she's based in a different part of the world. And she usually joins us at about 2 a.m. her time, which I'm always just incredibly thankful for. And she always has valuable insights to offer in our community discussions, as well as questions to ask. And, And she brought up the topic with me directly, and it had come up in a few other conversations with the group that, you know, she was going to be taking over these one on ones. And she was really terrified of running one-on-ones. She had been in them before, but she had never been the one responsible or the one to make decisions or the one to be in that position. So there was some psychology pieces we worked on, but there was also a run effective one-on-ones training that I have in the B2B Leaders Academy. And she went through that entire training. She followed it step-by-step. She had her first set of one-on-ones and just the confidence level grew immensely in just the first week or two of doing those because she had a plan and she had steps to follow. And one-on-ones are those things that everybody, quote unquote, in the professional world does them, but there is not a single (laughs) single right way to do them, (laughs) right? And so, you know, what I provide is, is a best practice approach, and then it's adjustable based on specific context and situation and things, but it's a framework to be applied. So I'm curious for just, you know, your thoughts hearing that and knowing that as CEO, you're saying like, okay, it's, here's somebody going into management. They got to learn how to, like, I don't have time to do this. And then you find out that she's got everything she needs and she can knock it out of the park without you getting involved at all. How does that make you feel? It was, that's awesome. Cause the other interesting thing is that was like the one thing army couldn't train her on before she mm. left. 
It was yes. like, we got a month. We're going deep on just like how to do this. And then it was just like, and you hold one-on-ones. <laughs> and like, that was like, <laughs> and that was like basically like, but there was like, there was not any time or any chance of her to shadow one-on-ones. Cause she was like still doing the work and trying to transition off. That's another amazing thing. Cause like, that's again, I think I would have, otherwise she would have been like coming to me and our one-on-ones. Like, I don't yep. know how to do this. And I would have, like, I would have spent a very long period of time just gargling out how I do one-on-ones, which is yeah. probably could be improved. Uh, you know, like I, it's, I have some training on this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, so I'm like, I should probably revisit this because I've done them for a long time, but you know, it's, everyone does them different. But that, again, that's like another example is like, that is something that that would have taken time from me. But now when I hop on with Ezra, we can just like chat on other aspects of it. We can chat on the team and like staffing or, or things like that or her concerns. And I don't have to just, I, I, that, that, that would, that would have been at least like, two to four one-on-ones that I would have had coaching her through that. But now she just has you as a resource and the training and then the group to go to. And that's awesome. And it takes the individual, everybody in the program to just do the work, but Mm -hmm. the work is already laid out for you. There's no figuring out like, how do I do this? It's, it's been laid out. And then there's questions of how do I adjust this or tweak this to apply to my specific situation? And that's what our community is for. That's how we come together to support each other. So there's really three key elements of the B2B Leaders Academy, which differentiate this program from every other coaching program out there. Like we started talking about at the beginning of this podcast, which there's a lot of stuff, right? And I admittedly was just one of those leadership coaches working on my own for the better part of 10 years, selling into senior leaders and executives in B2B companies. They were the ones who could pay the high ticket price that I charged for one-on-one coaching. And that's still the way that the vast majority of the coaching world works, whether it's high ticket or there's even some platforms now that will connect coaches with you know people at the manager director level. And I think it's wonderful. Coaching is one of the most incredible tools, period. But there's a lot of different definitions of it and a lot of different ways it goes. So there's things to sort out. However, what I realized was only the people who could pay the most, and this was in the depths of the pandemic, and you and I had a conversation about this at that point <laughs> in time, only the people who could pay the highest ticket were the ones who could get access to these strategies. And it was the pandemic was a real good gut check for me and, and looking at like, why is that the case? Why mm-hmm. can't someone like Ezra or someone like Mutali or someone like anybody else or Amy on your team, why can't those people who are on the front lines working with customers, working with their teams, probably the arguably the single greatest impact on a company's success, why can't they have access to these strategies? Well, at the time, it was just because I didn't have any other way to do it aside from a high ticket coaching package, which let's face it, for people at manager and director level are not going to pay and businesses aren't going to front. Executives, they'll allow it and they'll go down a different path. So that was the the impetus, number one, for creating the academy. But what they did that was different than I had ever done before and that is done different from every other program out there is that it combined content, community, and coaching to make the whole thing work in a grand format. So on the content side, we have training on all different aspects of leadership, right? Whether it's mastering your time, bulletproofing your leadership psychology, building a framework, running one-on-ones, you name it, we got content on it. Then every week we get together as a community and we have small group leadership masterminds. And this is where Ezra and team bring challenges to the calls and they get to ask a worldwide group of peers. We break into small groups of four or five 
for advice and guidance and help on those things. So they don't only have you, Jake, to go to. They have this entire worldwide community of people outside their organization. And that's often yeah. a big sticking point because the inside the org can sometimes be a little bit of an echo chamber. But when you get perspectives from somebody who's in a completely different business, a publicly traded company with thousands of employees, and they're going through the exact same challenge as you, that's an incredibly powerful and reassuring thing. And they have great advice to share. And then there's the coaching side, which is me both interacting in our masterminds, but also some members have a private one-on-one -on -one coaching thread with me so they can get personalized coaching as well. So coming back to the skeptical piece and understanding how all the parts of the program fit now, if there was somebody out there, another leader or another CEO, someone in your position who is on the fence and skeptical as well about, well, this is another leadership coaching thing. I'm not quite sure what it's all about. What advice would you share with them if they were thinking about sending some of their managers and directors to the B2B Leaders Academy? Probably most CEOs out there, anyone who is doing well, has advisors or coaches of some sort. And I think the issue is, is like I've invested in myself for years with coaches and advisors, but the one-on-one -on -one, it's expensive to like invest in that for your team. And it's like, gosh, like, and I feel like this is this amazing middle ground where the price isn't too crazy. And when you give that to your team and it's, but the price is also enough for when like you tell your team how much you're spending on this program for them. Like they're like, oh, okay, like this is serious. Like I need to, I need to pay attention. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> it's like the point where it's not too much for us as a business, but it's enough for them to be like, okay, that's a portion of my salary. Especially if the interesting thing is we don't just give this to US team members. Like we give this to yeah. international team members who are in the Philippines, who are in Egypt, who are in Africa. And what we're paying is often like a fifth of like their salary. Yeah. So when they see that, they're like, oh, wow. Like they're investing a lot into me. That's and it makes them like even more ecstatic for it. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, it's just one of those things where, again, it's like, if I look at it, it's like, I mean, the alternative is me putting in time on one-on-ones, but is that worth it? And if I look at my time, like if I, like I literally calculate, I'm like 200, 250 an hour, at least is like where my time sits right now. Mm -hmm. And it's like, if it's going to take me four one-on-ones to describe one-on-ones to someone and I can alleviate that, that just like, that alone, like if, I, if I'm constantly doing like the CEO, am I doing like $500 an hour work or, or $10 yeah. an hour work? It's like, okay, well, like I can outsource that to that training to B2B Leadership Academy. And now I am putting my time toward higher value work. That exact kind of stuff there where it's just like, it's a low enough cost and the results have been amazing. And just like, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't know how we would be different without it today. Mm -hmm. I know that it's making an impact. And even the one-on-one -on -one thing you mentioned there, it's like, yeah, that is substantial. So, yeah. Love it. It's music to my ears for many reasons, of course. I get to hear the success stories and I'm, we celebrate wins in the Academy every single week and everyone's welcome to share wins and things. And wins are ahas, insights. I put this into action. Recently, we had a vocal coach join us as a special guest. Everybody's minds were blown because they had never thought from a leadership development perspective just how important your voice is to the way you communicate. And actually there's a, I think it's close to 50% of what you communicate actually comes through your voice, not just the words yeah. that you say and not just your body language, but your voice. And so we, you know, because this program is set up with content community and coaching and it's a spread across the world with a large number of people, what it allows us to do is bring in incredible experts from the field that 
everybody in the community would never have normally an ability to get access to and to go deep on specific topics like that, right? And I also run every other month a live workshop where we go deep and we do exercises and things and bring this to the table. So it's the best of all those worlds where you get to plug in leaders into the B2B Leaders Academy. I get to work with them to help them develop leadership skills and the business wins. Yeah, That's simple as that. And I love just like the way you're kind of building out all the new modules and everything like that, like the the one-on-one module, seeing that addition there. And like, I've got ideas for more modules. We'll chat on after this. Like, and then I think <laughs> the team can be like, but it's just like, it's just cool seeing that, like the vocal coaching thing. Cause it's like, it's so true. I swear like the difference between people who are promoted or not promoted are often the people who show up and speak confidently. Yes. And it's like, it's like, it's really, it's true. It's like, you can see it with an applicant. You're like, this is going to be someone who's going to stay low level because they don't speak confidently or someone who speaks confidently is like often the one who you're just like, yeah, there we go. That person's going to be an all-star. So, yeah. And here's the fascinating thing. I do firmly believe that every single person has the ability and the potential to be that all-star and to be that rock star at the IC level or the manager level, director level, VP, CEO level. But it requires access to tools, access to training, access to community, access to coaching. And if they're willing to do the work, got everything they need, you know, doing everything else for them to make them successful. So that's part of the fun of bringing this to the world and why during the pandemic, it just hit me like a ton of bricks that no longer am I just going to work with the executives in a company. I want to have a far greater impact because I know that these tools have outsized impact, just like we've been talking about today. And that's just, you know, it's just awesome to see, get to hear it straight from you as the recipient of the incredible work that your team has been doing and all the progress that they've been making. It's just further reinforces everything I'm doing. I got tons more content to create and tons more incredible experiences to provide. Because again, we can do this when we come together as a worldwide inclusive community and support each other. Love it. Awesome. Cool. All right, Jake. Thank you so much for sharing your perspective with us, your experience, going from skeptical about this program, having a little bit of faith in me. Thank you. I always appreciate that. And now being a champion and adding additional seats beyond what you initially signed up for, getting the results and your team's been fantastic. It's been a blast and it's had real business impact on you, your time, your customers and setting you guys up for scale. If someone is skeptical, I would say just like get a few seats, give them to some people, just see where you go in six months. There you go. Just start there and like, and you're probably going to be happy. If you give them to like people that, you know, the, the right people that are going to utilize them, you need to make sure that they understand like that you're paying for this and that they're utilizing. I, that's the other thing I realized initially. I just like tossed them at people. Yeah. That didn't work out well. But whenever I actually got people to buy in was like, hey, we have this program. We're investing in it. Would you like to be a part of this? They bought in. Yeah. Then it was like, that was like, you know, like the big change reverse when I just, hey, I got this thing and signed it. That's kind of like how I first delegated out the seats and that did not work too well. So yeah, getting the buy-in from people, but like, yeah, just buy a few, try it out. And like, I think you'll be ecstatic after like three to six months and you'll yeah. add more seats. So 100%, yeah. <laughs> 100%. leadership is a long-term game, right? And then the name of the game is stay in the game until you win the game. <laughs> And that's the approach we take. We focus, everybody focuses on just one area at a time. We systematically work through, but you can absolutely 100% guaranteed build skills and accomplish new things every single month and have a whole worldwide community there to support you every step of the way. So Jake, thank you so much for spending your time with us. Appreciate it. Can't wait to continue partnering with you and the Content Allies team. And uh, take care. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Thanks, Dennis. Thank you for listening to the B2B Leadership Podcast. 
If you enjoyed this episode, I'd welcome you to subscribe and give the show a five-star review. You can see the show notes and all of the resources mentioned in today's episode at b2bleadershippodcast.com. As always, I'm Nils Vinya, and I hope you'll join us again next week. Take care and have a great rest of your day. This podcast is brought to you by the B2B Leaders Academy. The cost of not consistently developing your leadership skills is enormous. And the B2B Leaders Academy features monthly leadership training and live coaching. Being a great leader isn't hard. You just need a guide and the right set of tools. So head on over to b2bleadersacademy.com to join and become the leader you have always wanted to be.